Blog Talk Radio. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education that counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The Children's School provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children 6 through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at childrenschool.thl at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Seifu Haq, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dana Vadugan movie, now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V I. MEL on demand for $9.99, and you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo on demand, or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. One questions for the Mukmanoon. Have you ever cried as of sins you have committed? Inshallah. Did Shaitan ever make you feel like the past can't be repented? Yes. Do you really love Allah or just words that you utter? Do you feel like your innocence has been drained by the gutter? Yes. Can you love sooner and still love to backbite? No. How many days you woke up Muslim and Kafir by night? Allahu If you was on trial for being Mukmin, would they have enough evidence to convict you? If you die right now, how long would it take for the Ummah to forget you? Allahu Can you answer the questions in the grave, or do you have to study for that test? Allah, I hope so. And what would be the words you utter at the moment of your last breath? What are you prepared to sacrifice for the sunnah? Did you ever take part in spreading the vicious rumor? If so, how far did it go? How many people really know? On the day of judgment, how many mukmans you going to host? Why are you the last to Juma and the first to leave? Is that an indication of how much you really believe? Why do you say things out of your mouth that's not in your heart? Allahu Don't you know Mukmans live in the light and Kufars live in the dark? Um, I do. How can a month go by and you miss every salat? Where's your desire? Allahu you show for the fire. Muslims and Muslims, feel the Lord for more hopeful dreamer. It's either heaven or hell. Mock B or the dot gel. A law or shake time. Fly girl novels or ayahs of the Holy Quran. Standing on street.
street corners at the end of the block or at the mass shed make us a lot you can even listen or turn your head cause this earth is a paradise for the grateful dead A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajeem Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Inna lil muttaqeena mafaza Hadaika wa a'naba Wa kawaiba atraba Wa ka'san dihaqa La yasma'oona fiha lagwan Wala kithaba Jazaaan من ربك عطاء حسابا رب السماوات والأرض وما بينهما الرحمن لا يملكون منه قطابا سلام عليكم Dean Overdunia, Dean Overdunia, yeah. Dean Overdunia show. Y'all heard about that joint? My man hosts that joint. Safe or hot? Mashallah, So you like the joint? I love it. What's your name? Noah. And what they listening to? Dean Overdunia. Salam alaikum. Why you what's your name? Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Dean Overdunia. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. I'm your host, Sayful Hawk, and you're listening to the Dinovadunya Show, the number one Islamic radio show in America, alhamdulillah. Before we begin, brothers and sisters, we always start off our show by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sending salawat upon his Nabi, the Prophet Muhammad. And inshallah, we will have the tawfiq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And alhamdulillah, that's the inahu wa that's the firahu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroi infusina. Wa min sari ali malina. Min yadihi lahu fala mudirala. Wa min yuklu fala hadiala. Wa isharamu la ilaha illallah wa atihu la shurikila. Wa isharamu inna muhammadin abduhu wa suluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Am I back? Before I begin, I'd like to say all praise belong to Allah. We seek his aid. We seek his guidance. We seek his power. We seek refuge in the law from shaitan and his minions. And we seek refuge in the law from the footprints of shaitan that will lead us to help and law. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins, our faults, and our errors. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help guide us and our parents and our children and our offspring and our friends to Jinnah to Fadus, Allahumma Amin. And whoever Allah guides, none can lead astray. And whoever Allah leads astray, none can guide. And I bear witness without any hesitation, any compulsion, that is no God but Allah. And I bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is his last prophet and messenger. Am I back? As what follows. Tonight, brothers and sisters, this is a very important show tonight, inshallah, and I ask for the participation of my um, audience, for all the listeners, inshallah, if you uh, know any Muslims, any non-Muslims that will be interested in today's topic, inshallah, please text them and tell them to tune into the Dean of Adunia show. You can uh, tell them to call uh, 914-338-084. 
tonight's topic is <laughs> do all men cheat? Because uh, a lot of females feel like like all men cheat, and they believe this wholeheartedly, inshallah. So this is what I want to talk about tonight, inshallah. The question, do all men cheat, is a very um, deep question because we have to view how do you view cheating? Like, what is cheating? Because some people believe that if you, you know, are married to multiple wives, then that's cheating. Some people believe that. Some people believe that, you know, to have a conversation with someone in a flirtatious manner is cheating. So the question, do all men cheating, is very perplexing and, and, and very uh, intriguing. I want to speak about that tonight, if it pleases the law, Sultanah The first thing that we want to talk about is the nature of man. What is a man's nature? What is, what, what is men programmed to do? That's what we want to talk about tonight, inshallah. That's what we want to start off, the basics of the conversation what is the nature of man? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created man, he created man to multiply women and children in the earth. This is what this is part of man's job. This is the essence of man, to multiply the earth so that you can have women and children and offspring who worship in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From Adam and Eve. Countless men and women were created and born. So the question is, if that's part of man's nature to multiply the earth, is it a natural inclination to want more than one wife, to want to be with somebody in, a, um, in multiple relationships? Is that natural? That the lost Mandala placed that in man. The question is the answer is yes. Yes. A lost Mandala has placed the desire for one man to want more than one wife. He placed the desire for a man to want uh multiple relationships. Now on the flip side, the the question is, is it natural for a female to accept that a man more than one Wife, more than one relationship. Is that naturally in her? Mm-hmm. If you study the answers in the relationship of women, right? Just look at the relationship of women on the earth right now. Because undoubtedly, I know a lot of females, men cheating on them. A lot of females complain about men cheated on them in the past, and they don't trust men. But when you ask them, well, how long was he cheating on you in the relationship? Like, how many times did he do it? Was it once? Was it twice? And the majority of them surprisingly said that he cheated throughout the relationship. It was just something that she just dealt with, something that she just put up with. So, naturally, women put up with it. They deal with it. They say they don't, but they do. Not all, but a lot of them do. A lot of them have men who cheat on them, and they put up with the cheating. They don't leave. They stick around. They deal with it. 
at first is a problem, but the reality to it is they get used to it. This is reality. It's not something that I'm making up. I'm telling you from doing research, talking to females about their mates. Now, the question is not do a man, do, do men desire more than one wife, more than one female? That's a yes. A lost dollar has placed the men to desire more than one female. Not all men, but most men. Right? And as long as they, Islamically, as long as they do it according to the Quran and Sunnah, it's perfectly permissible for a man to marry another wife. That's perfectly permissible. Now, in the Islamic relationship, when men and women meet, right, you have rules, you have regulations, right? It's perfectly a normal situation in Islam for a man to meet a female in the street or on a job and communicate with her without a third party in an open setting. It happens every day. It's a normality, a normality in Islam. Whether right, wrong, and different, I'm telling you, it's real. And she meets him, he meets her. They talk, they get to know one another. You know, hopefully nothing harm happens. And they become close, and they decide they want to get married. They get married. Boom. Now they have a whole marriage, a whole relationship. Now, when a man desires another female, because it's, it's, he sees somebody that he likes, you know, that he's attracted to, he want to get to know her, he do the same process that he did with the first wife. He contacts her on Facebook, Instagram, he meet her in the street, on a job, so, so be. So the first wife say, well, He's cheating because he didn't go through you know, a third party. When their marriage is solidified and he didn't go through that route. But see, now the rules change. So now he's cheating. Now, I'm not saying whether this is right or wrong. I'm telling you what goes on, what goes on in the Islamic community. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it is something totally different. I'm talking about what's happening. We could talk about what the Quran say and what the Hadith say later on, but right now I'm telling you what's going on in reality. The reality is that all men don't cheat, meaning that not all Muslim men uh, step outside of their marriage to have sex with another female. And I'm not talking about boyfriend and girlfriend Islamic relationships. I'm not talking about those type of relationships because the fact that they boyfriend and girlfriend, they committing haram anyway. So whether he step outside of that, it doesn't bother me because the fact that they together is haram. So if he has sex with another female, she don't have a right to say anything because she's she's violating the 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 the, the, the oath of a law subpoena already. So she can't speak on that. I'm talking about married couples. Married couples. All men don't cheat. That's 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 the reality to it. But a lot of Muslim men with lack of taqwa and a lot of non they cheat because they have nothing to keep them, you know, honest, you might say. You have nothing to give a person don't have no fear of a law. He have nothing to keep him honest. 
That's number one. Number two, if the female isn't accepting of it, if she accepts the cheating in the first incident, then he's going to nine times out of ten do it again because the worst thing that he can do is commit a crime in Islam that according to the books of Allah and the Hadith, this crime is punishable by death. That he committed crime in Islam, that this crime in sight of Allah is so heinous and so disgusting that if he do this crime one time, one time, the punishment for that is his life is ceased to forfeit. His life is ceased and he should die. He should be beneath the earth crust. His life should end because of this one incident that he did. So if he can, if he can do that and she forgives him, then what is going to stop him from doing it again? Why would he stop? Obviously, if he did it the first time, he has no taqwa, no fear of Allah. He don't care. We're not talking about paradise and hellfire. Obviously, he don't care about paradise. He don't care about hellfire. And she overlooks his mistakes. She forgives him. See, this is what Allah says in the Quran. I want you to pay to pay very close about attention to what I'm saying. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, He says, when you find two two people guilty of zinah, in this particular verse, he's talking about fornication. He's not talking about adultery. He's talking about fornication. If you find two people guilty of zinah, then the penalty for that is a hundred stripes. And do not let compassion move you in a case decreed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, I want you to really think about that, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, that the penalty for this action of zina, of illegal sex, is a hundred lashes. And the law of the Allah says, do not let compassion, don't let that get in the way of this penalty. He says, this is something decreed by Allah. Meaning that if he commits zina, the decree of Allah is a hundred lashes, nothing else. He can't atone for that. He has to get a hundred lashes. He can't say, I'm sorry. He has to get a hundred lashes. He can't say, I feel, I feel the shame Please forgive me. There's no forgiveness. The the penalty Allah subhanahu is saying is a hundred lashes. A hundred lashes. Don't let compassion move you in a case decreed by Allah. This is Islamic rulings. According to the Sharia, if a man is found guilty of zina, committing adultery, and the wife, she finds out about it. You know, maybe he admit to it. If he admit, he admitted to the wife, or he recorded it on his phone, right? Or the other female told you that I committed zina with your husband, right? Now, for him to get death, he has to have. She has to have four witnesses. He has to have four witnesses if he accuses his wife. Four witnesses that witness penetration of him committing in that. Right? That's to get the hudu. But if he admits it to you, and if you find out about it, right, that he committed zinah, that he committed adultery, is a, a known fact. He's not denying it, he's admitting it. You found out because you've seen it with your own eyes. And you talk to the sister that he committed it with. 
or he had another baby outside of the marriage and it's not and he wasn't married to her, like it's facts, it's Dalil on this. And you forgive him. Then whatever happens after that in that marriage is on you. You can't complain about it because you forgave something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he must die. But you forgave it. See, in the, in the, in the Zina, Allah says that when they find guilty of Zina, don't let compassion move you. Don't fall for the okie doke. Don't listen to, I'm going to do it no more. He has to be whipped with 80, 100 stripes. That is decreed by Allah. That is the punishment for that. The punishment for Zina is death. And on the day of judgment, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, says that there were seven types of Muslims who would be in the shade of Allah when nobody else would be in shade. And one of those seven is two Muslims who come together for the pleasure of Allah and two Muslims who separate for the pleasure of Allah. If your husband is committing zina, if you say, I can't be with you no more, because not only you violated the sanctity of this marriage, you violated the Quran, the word of Allah. So I cannot be in this marriage. On top of that, it's not healthy with the STDs is flowing on around here. And on top of that, if I don't break up with you and, and ask for a cooler, you're going to do it again. I can't, I can't make this, this, uh, this cheating something light. This is a heavy matter in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that your life has to be forfeited. If you leave him, and say, I'm going to leave you feet to be to that because you are a liar. You are a dishonest person. Because you have the opportunity to get uh, a second wife, but you refuse to do that and you cheat. And you leave. And you ask Kula, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. But if you stay and tolerate cheating, then how can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you when you're staying? You condoning the cheating. You are a co-contributor of the divorce, the person cheating. Because you're not doing anything to stop him, to make him feel lost in Penitent Island. You're accepting it. That's not love. Love for Allah is to leave someone for Allah. I'm leaving you because you're not praying. I'm leaving you because you're abusing me. I'm leaving you because you're not paying the bills. I'm leaving you because you're committing zinat, out fornication, and adultery outside of this marriage. I'm leaving you for Allah. That's love for Allah and hate for Allah. That right there is love for Allah and hatred for Allah. It's a panel of Brothers and sisters, the show tonight is very important. Because a lot of pain, a lot of agony, it's because a lot of people, choices that they make. A lot of choices that they make. You know, when you, when your son gets suspended from school and he comes home and you don't put him on punishment and you just tell him, well, I forgive you for getting suspended. What is the motivation for him not, not to get suspended again? What is the motivation for him to do better? Because you didn't punish him. The scholars of Islam said that punishment, like whipping your children, will not kill them. But it will save them from the hellfire. It will save them from the hellfire. 
punishing the children, whipping them, will not kill them, but it will save the cops from shooting them because they're hanging with the wrong crowd. Doing something today and telling your husband that I can't deal with a cheater the, the first time it happens can save you a lot of punishment and a lot of harassment or a lot of embarrassment in the future because maybe he will say, no, I need my wife. I will never do that again because I see she's serious. But if you stay with him, what is his motivation to stop? And all you're doing is building up hatred for yourself. Do all men cheat? No. But a lot of them do. Those who have no talk for Those who have no motivation not to cheat. But this show is not just about cheating men. I'm going to give you nine reasons why men cheat. And these uh, these answers came from men who cheated on their wives. And these are the reasons why they cheated. It's a panel law. Number one, this particular man says that he doesn't feel sexy anymore to his wife. He said that it felt like my wife stopped thinking about me in an attractive manner. She kept telling me how gross my gut was, and I wasn't that attractive. So I started to look for attention in someone else. So the first person who committed Zenath said that he, he cheated on his wife because she didn't find him sexy anymore, or he felt like she didn't find him sexy, and she never gave him a compliment. She always criticized him, saying, well, you know, you're too big, or you got too this and that. So he looked for attention from somewhere else. This is very important in the marriage, brothers and sisters, that it is never a bad thing to tell your husband or to tell your wife my, you look beautiful today, or you look handsome today, or you smell good. Compliments is a beautiful thing. It truly is. And it can make a person feel wonderful. If your husband has insecurities, wallahi alveen, I want you to pay close attention to what I'm about to say. I swear by Allah, if your husband has low self-esteem, it is a, it is, it was a, it is a nitma, and it's the duty of the wife to exalt his esteem, to make him feel secure in the marriage. We are not kufars. We don't say, oh, I hate somebody that's insecure. What are you the wife? What is, what is wrong with a wife making her husband feel secure? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless you. We are not cold-hearted animals. Allah says in the Quran that he put love and mercy between the two so that you may live with one another in tranquility. So Allah subhanahu wa is saying that not only in the female, but also in the man, that is love and mercy. You're supposed to have mercy on your mate. And this is, says, this is what he says, that you will live in tranquility. This is how tranquility will take place if you have love and mercy. If you don't have any, any mercy on your husband, you can't, Boost his ego. Ego. 
and tell him, you know, you look handsome today. Why not ask your husband? Well, if you don't compliment your husband, then who do you compliment? One of the Sahabas seen the messenger of Allah kiss the small child. He kissed him. You know, the messenger of Allah kissed the small child, gave him a kiss on the cheek. And the man says, I have 10 kids, and I don't kiss any of them. The messenger of Allah said to the man, this deen has nothing for a person that Allah removed mercy from their hearts. You don't even kiss your child on the cheek. If you don't have no mercy on your heart, this deen have no, no, no nothing for a person without mercy. If you can't tell your husband that he looked good today or give him a compliment, then know that Allah subhanahu may have removed mercy from your heart and you are cold-hearted. And if you are cold-hearted, then marriage is not the place for you. Why? Because marriage will send you to the hellfire. On the day of judgment, Allah is going to ask your husband, how do you feel about so-and-so as a wife? Do you think that she was a good wife or a bad wife? If your husband told Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you was a bad wife, you will go to hellfire on that basis alone. On that basis alone, you will enter the fire. Allah doesn't care about your salat. He doesn't care about your fasting in Ramadan. He doesn't care about your, 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 your uh, making hajj. If you are a bad wife to your husband, you will enter the fire. And vice versa, if he's a bad husband to his wife, then he will enter the fire. Because this is the man that you are confined to for the rest of your life. You can't muster a compliment for this man that you are confined to for the rest of your life. Then you have no life and you have no heart. You have no mercy. You have no mercy. Because a lot of us leave the household and when we get to the job, we all smiling and we treat our coworkers and our boss and our friends with such niceness and such ease. But the man at home, who is your king, you treat him lower than the peasant. That's a problem. The second cheating husband, he says he, he cheats because he thinks he can get away with it. He cheats on his wife because he thinks he can get away with it. Meaning that if he cheats on her, he's not gonna make a big deal out of it anyway. She only you know women, you know, she she, you know, may start a little argument. But you know, she's gonna get over it. She's not gonna do anything about it. She's not gonna leave me. She's not gonna do anything about it. So let me pause right there and say that any husband that cheats have no talk with, they have no fear of Allah. That's number one. Because these reasons I'm giving you are not excuses. They're not valid. They're not going to hold up weight on the day of judgment. I'm just putting it out there so people can be, you know, vigilant about their relationship. Don't give him a reason to cheat if you have no talk with. Make it, make it so that he don't have to cheat. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. You are his wife. He is your husband. Then you are confined to one another. Live your life and try to work on your marriage. 
These things I'm saying right here is it's nothing but just working on your marriage, small things. So the second person said that he thinks he can get away with it. If your husband thinks he can get away with cheating because you don't care about what he's doing, that's a problem. You know, a law supplementary island has says that he don't look at the face of a man who has no jealousy for his wife. This man have no concern for his wife. He don't care if another man slaps her on the butt. He don't have no jealousy for his wife. He don't care what his wife do. He don't ask her where she's been, where she's going. He don't, he don't care. Allah does not look at the face of a man who has no jealousy for his wife. You should have some jealousy for your husband. There's nothing wrong with that. It's natural for a female to have jealousy for her husband. If you don't care about what your husband is doing, then that's a serious problem for marriage. Number three. He says that His ego is bruised, but we're not going to get into that one because that, that, uh, that's not dealing with the one that, uh, in reality what we're doing. Number four, he says that he doesn't feel that his wife make him a priority in her life. Basically, she gives everything and everyone more of a priority than her husband. See, we live in America, brothers and sisters, and a lot of our Muslim sisters is following the movement of the the lesbian movement, women empowerment movement, and the husband is not, they don't feel as though the husband should be the king of the household. Or you hear a lot of Muslim sisters uh, repeat after the kufar and say, I don't need no man. You know, or I don't need no man to take care of me. This this attitude is opposite of Islam, and this attitude is bringing civil war between the Muslim brother and the Muslim sister. Because if the Muslim sister believes in her heart that she don't need a man to take care of her, then it's very easy for her to discharge him and to get rid of him and to neglect him because she don't need him. This is this is reality, whether you want to accept that or not. This is reality. And we, as Muslims, we are obligated to follow Quran and Sunnah. We are obligated to work on our marriages. We are obligated to, you know, uh, put forth the effort in our marriage. Now, I'm not saying that these reasons are right or wrong. I'm just telling you what cheating men have said, what they have stated. We can, uh, I'm not even saying that they justify. I'm telling you they're not justify. I'm just telling you, I'm just putting it out there why men cheat. This is the reason why they said, you know, that she stopped, he stopped feeling like a priority. You know, there's one hadith that the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said that if the wife knew the rights that Allah gave the husband, if she knew the rights that Allah gave the husband over life, he says that if she licked the open pus wounds on his body, still she would not be able to fill the rights that Allah gave the husband over the wife. Now, the hadith 
I'm not a scholar to tell you whether the hadith is literal or metaphorical. But what I'm saying is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a high responsibility of the husband or the Messenger of Allah sallallahu said that all the sister has to do is practice the pillars of Islam. That's all she got to do. And to add to that, if she practices the five pillars of Islam and obey her husband, he guarantee you paradise from whatever gate you want to enter. Guaranteed. That's serious. The next husband said that he uh he's angry with his wife, but he don't know how to express it to her. So you may do something to anger your husband, but he never tell you about it. So this is the reason why he cheated on his wife. He said that um, my wife backed out of a company's Christmas party for the second year in a row. She can tell that I was hurt, but she didn't care and didn't, you know, ask me about my feelings. So he held it in, and he. this is the reason why he committed Zenat. So you can tell these people are kufar. So Tukwa has no place in these this uh that particular answer, but Muslim men cheat as well. So I'm just giving you the formula the formula of why people are cheating. Number one, they have no taqwa. Number two, I'm giving you some things why they cheat. Now, a marriage is all about how much are you going to work on it. Alhamdulillah. If you have any questions, hit the number one on your phone, inshallah. Because I would like to talk to the audience about these particular things, inshallah. Because I would like to get the uh, the view of the sisters on some of these things that we talked about tonight, inshallah. It's very important that we have a dialogue and discuss these things, you know. And um, I think someone have a question, 215-910. So, alaykum you want to deal with doing your show? One five nine one oh. MashaAllah. The question was, do all men cheat? And I would say no, all men don't cheat. But it's in the man's it's in the man's nature to want more than one wife. That's the nature that's the nature of a man. So want more than one wife. I'm going to be brutally honest tonight, sisters, and a lot of you may be <laughs> upset, but good men, good men of marriage material are very few in today's time. We are living in the last hour, and good men are very hard to find. Very hard to find. I'm not talking about just the average Muslim brother. I'm talking about a Muslim brother who's prepared to take care of you and your children and to pay bills and to do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commissioned him to do and to make you and your family, your children, a priority in his life and not going to leave. And when y'all get a divorce, he's not going to say, well, if I can't be with you, then I'm not going to raise my children. Those are not good men. I'm talking about good men who's going to stick around and take care of his children even if y'all are not together. Spend time with his children, even if you're not together, because it's all about his kids, not about you. Those men are very few in today's time. This is the truth. 
And a lot of Muslim men are cheating. This is true. I can't I can't say a lot of Muslim men, but I can say a good if I put a, a percentage on it, I say out of all married couples in Islam, I say according to talking to sisters and brothers, I say about half of the marriages end because the wife is fed up with the husband committing Zina. But he committed multiple Zina. Not just one time, multiple. But it's also it's his fault on their judgment. But the pain from that relationship comes because she won't divorce him. You can ask for a cooler if your husband committed Zina. You can ask you say, I, I, that's grounds for divorce. You don't have to put up with a husband committing Zina. Just like you don't have to put up with a husband punching you inside your head. You don't have to put up with that. Those are grounds for divorce. You don't have to put up with a husband not making salat. He just won't pray. He haven't prayed in a year. You don't have to put up with that. This is a reality to it because there's not a righteous thing to stick with a husband who doesn't make salat. That's not that's not being honorable. That's not being righteous to stick with a husband who's committing zina. That's not an honorable wife. It's not honorable to stick with a husband who's punching upside your head. There's no patience in these things. Supper is in your husband lost his job. And he had he been out of work for a month or two and he's looking for a job. Okay, that's when supper comes into play. Because the law is testing you because he's looking for a job and he can't get one. That's fine. But it's not having patience to get punched upside the face. It's not having patience to let your husband sleep with other women and you just being no, that's not being patient. If you love a law, then you say, I can't do it. I can't do this. I can't it's zero tolerance for for adultery because in Islam adultery, the penalty for that is death. That's the penalty is death for adultery. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. There's nothing to negotiate. There's no there's there's zero tolerance for a husband punching a wife upside the jaw. There's no tolerance for that. No one has to put up with that. The message of the law says it's not even permissible to punch a dog in his face. So how can you you justify punching your wife in her face? Is she is that status in Islam not higher than the dog? Subhanallah. That's the question that you have to ask yourself. But mashallah, we will take a quick commercial break, inshallah. And I will play a scene from the movie I just made, Dean Over Dunya. And I'll be back in a few minutes, inshallah. Salaam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Mashallah, doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good. You know, I was I was glad to hear that you wanted to have a little have a little meet with me, inshallah. That's why I got the security over here. I mean, so we wouldn't be alone, have a third party. I'm doing that. Uh, so, uh, what you looking for in a husband? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm pretty much looking for what almost any woman is looking for. You know, uh, I believe most sisters are looking for a protector, a provider. Um, someone who's going to come home at night, and most important, someone who's going to hold my hand and walk me through the gates of paradise. Hey, that's wrong. Slow, they come. Slow, they come. Hey, how y'all know we was Muslim? Look at it, huh? Yeah. 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 Y
just kind of hope y'all told us, huh? And we don't see y'all around the mass theaters, but... Hey, man, I ain't even been going to the mass theaters lately, man. We just been out here. I guess you all know your thing, and I ain't on mine. Assalamu alaikum. This is your brother, Seifu Hawk, inviting all my brothers and sisters to go check out the Dino Verdugan movie. Now available on Vimeo On Demand. That's V-I-M-E-O On Demand for $9.99. And you can also get it on Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, go to Google and type in Vimeo On Demand. Or you can go to Amazon Instant Video. Inshallah, the Islamic movie of the year. Please support me. Check it out. Uh, Cover Girls is coming up next, inshallah. We know that quality care for your most precious gift is your highest priority. Worry no more. The Children's School offers early childhood education that counts. We provide a variety of learning activities to enable all of our children to grow and learn at their own pace. We ensure that quality attention is offered to every child. The Children's School provides a stable, fun, and safe learning environment for your child. Located in the Germantown section of Philadelphia, we accept children 6 weeks through 5 years of age. We are open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call us today for a visit at 215-991-1767 or email us at childrenschool.thl at gmail.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. I'm your host, Seifu Haq, and you're listening to the Dean of the Show, the number one Islamic radio show in America. Alhamdulillah. Now, um, so tonight's show is called Do All Been Cheap? The answer is no. But those without talk about, they do cheat. A lot of the non-Muslims do cheat. You do have some non-Muslims with chivalry and honor and won't step outside of their relationship. But for the majority of them, they have the motivation to stay in the relationship. That's why it's very important, sisters, to marry a brother with taqwa. Because the Prophet said that even if he don't like you, he will treat you, he will give you your rights. Because he has taqwa, he has fear of Allah. He knows that Allah is watching him and Allah sees him. But just marrying someone because they're cute or marrying someone because they have money is not going to justify or it's not going to... It's not going to stop them from committing zina. It's not going to stop them from committing talk, from committing, you know, the haram. This is the reality to it. And if they do commit the haram, then you have to ask for a kula immediately. You can't stay in a relationship with that's going on. We are living in a new day and a new time where STDs is very prevalent in the, in the Islamic community. You know, you'd be surprised how many Muslims have, you know, uh, herpes. Or how many Muslims have HIV virus? Or how many Muslims had these things like uh, chlamydia? You'd be very surprised. It's not a game. It's not a joke. Don't play with your health because you love someone. Obviously, they don't love you because look at what they're doing. They don't love you. They're willing to go outside of the marriage and sleep with somebody else. So they don't love you. So, you know, mashallah. But I want to thank all the brothers and sisters who tuned in tonight. We had a very large uh, crowd tonight, alhamdulillah. And um, right now I'm working on the Cover Girls movie. I'm having casting calls, you know, to try to get the best actors for the movie. 
Inshallah, this movie gonna, um, in my eyes, in my opinion, be better than Dean of because Dean of is my first movie. Even though that movie, I believe, was the classic. I think this movie gonna be better because this movie, I know exactly what I'm doing. I know how to get it done. And I have all the equipment to get it done. So, inshallah, may Dubai for me and my staff that we produce a great movie, inshallah, for the Islamic community. And we represent uh, the, the, the Muslims in the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with. Allahumma ameen. And we ask you to tune in for tomorrow's show, inshallah. The Dean of Wadunya show tomorrow. You know, we will do another new Shahada 3.0 show, inshallah. And we will deal with... Um, Various aspects of the deen that we need to deal with, inshallah. So may Allah bless you, guide you. May Allah bless all the homeless people with shelter and food to eat. And may he bless all the Muslims in the grave and forgiveness and make their graves as far as the eye can see. May he forgive all the Muslims on the earth. And may he forgive all the Muslims that will stand before Allah on the day of judgment. Allahumma ameen. As-salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Because the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, says anyone who invites towards an action, he, he shares benefit in the action, whether it's good or bad. Anyone who invites towards an action, a good deed or a bad deed, he shares the half of that deed. So if, you, if I knock on your door while you're watching TV and I says, Brother Fulani, let's go steal this car. And you come with me. You receive an evil action because you followed me. I received two because I invited you. So if you willfully take your clothes off before the people on my space and openly commit the haram before all imams, all the scholars, all the common people, then know that anyone that look at your page is committing a sin because they didn't lower their gaze. But you're committing two sins for every single person that look at your page. So if your page had 100 views today and 100 people looked at your page and fornicated with the eyes on your pictures, that is 200 sins for you for that one day. So multiply that from that one day you pose that picture into the day of Yom Yoma. Even if you cover and wear any car from head to toe, and you got pictures on your MySpace, this is my cool far days, even that's going to be held accountable on the day of judgment for people who look at that. They didn't lower their gaze. We have to understand that if you're a person who can't uphold the Sharia, if you're a person that's too weak, to fulfill the, con- the condition of being a Muslim, then maybe Facebook ain't for you. Maybe MySpace ain't for you. Maybe the internet entirely is not for you. Maybe you should pick something else, read a book, read the Quran. Because obviously you can't conduct yourself in an orderly fashion and you are disgracing Islam. And that's going to take you to the hellfire quicker than any of your actions. We are witnesses of mankind. And the prophets and the messengers are witnesses over us. But if your actions is no better than the kufars, where would that lead you on the day of judgment? When Aisha was asked the question by Yazid ibn Yunus and the hadith of Al Adab Abu Fred by Imam Bukhari, they said we went to Aisha and we said, Oh, Um Mukmanina, O mother of the believers. What was the character of the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? She replied that his character was the Qur'an. So can you read the surah uh, entitled The Believers? She said, recite. And they recited. And it says, It is the believers who are successful. 
those who humble in their prayers, those who turn away from worthless talk, those who are active in deeds of charity, and those who guard their private parts. Then Aisha went on to say, Ready low in her, that was the character of the Messenger of Allah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is it. Those five ayahs was the, the character of the Messenger of Allah. He didn't backbite. He avoided vain talk. Meaning if you see a congregation of people talking worthless talk, then you avoid that. Because when you post haram things on Facebook and you have friends that see your status, you don't even got to wait to the day of judgment before Allah bring to you everything that you spoke. Just look at all your statuses before today. Look at all your statuses because they all saved on the Facebook computer. Anyone that comes to your Facebook and look at all your statuses, even if you repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you made amends for your sins, all your statuses is up there. They're all written down. All of those things are written down. So, mashallah, today's show is called Facebook and MySpace Fitness. But it's not only Facebook and MySpace, it's the internet entirely. Because we have Muslims that are conducting themselves in an uncontrollable fashion on Facebook and MySpace. Unbelievable. All the backbiting is going on. All the slandering. All the, the, the open sins. All of the open sins. All of the people that want to expose other Muslims' faults. Know for a surety that Allah says, if a Muslim committed sin, and he repented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because he's, he's, he regretted what he did, and he repented to Allah, but only you knew about that sin. You knew about that sin that Muslim committed. You may have seen him or seen her coming out of the strip bar at 2 o'clock in the morning. Nobody's seen it, but you've seen it. You might have seen her coming from a fornication hotel with a brother. You might have seen nobody else seen it but you. And that person felt bad and repented to Allah, and Allah accepted their repentance. But you go around broadcasting that person's sin. Well, I've seen such and such, and I've seen her do this, and I've seen the brother do this. And you broadcasting it before the whole world to see. Note that Allah says that he will not let you die. You will not leave this earth. You will not go to your grave and you will not exhale your last breath of oxygen until Allah make you commit that same sin. So be careful who you're trying to expose. Be very careful who you're trying to expose because Allah will not let you die until you commit that same sin. 